speak in regard to need. For I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let's say that together. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I want to talk to you tonight about the Lord's strength. Now, I love to do word studies when it comes to the word of God. And I want you to, to see there that the can do. I love a can do. Zig Ziglar didn't come up with that. It's not his original idea. It's in the Word of God. It was inspired by the Spirit. But the can-do is not a result of what I'm able to do. It's what the Lord is doing in me. Amen? As I told you Sunday, we are not the sum total of the things that have happened to us. We are the sum total as children of God of the things that He's done for us. And when we begin to realize that, we accept the identity of Christ. And we begin to walk in that identity. But there's a can-do which means literally in, the, in the, the raw meaning of that word means to have, of exercise, of force, be able, avail, be good. That can do means I have might, I prevail, I can be in strength, I can be whole, and I can do much work. Amen? It's a can-do. I believe there's a can-do spirit that's coming along in the house of God because the people are stopping to realize uh, that through Christ we can. We can do the work of the kingdom of God. I know that we spend a lot of time trying to be healed. I believe the Lord has healed us uh, by his stripes 2,000 years ago. But if the enemy could get us so focused on our healing, he can get our focus uh, off the harvest. And I believe the Lord is bringing the attention back to the harvest. I believe there's a harvest of souls that are going to come into the kingdom of God. I believe that there is going to be a move of the Spirit of God that will astound the naysayers. I believe there's a move of the Spirit of God that's coming on the people of God. And I believe Jesus is going to show up at his house in a brand new way and there's going to be a can-do attitude that's not drawing from the strength of man but it's drawing from the strength of God and if you're not ready you better get ready because God is on the move and God's going to move in this house God's going to transform God's going to change God's going to revolutionize this world in which we are living in these are not the worst days of the church or we're going to step into the best days of the church the Holy Spirit is going to do what the Holy Spirit does and he's going to use his church to do that the can-do. Mm. I like a can-do attitude, don't you? I don't like excuses. I, I, I'm not a fan of excuses. I'm not a fan of uh, somebody's in my way. I can't get in that pool. I say, do you get closer to the pool if somebody's always getting in your way? Wait around in it, and then maybe it'll start bubbling up, and I'm not going to go into that. But anyway, I can do what? Some things that I want to do in Christ. I can do occasional things with the Lord. I, I can, I can every now and again, God will show up, and then I'm, I'm able to do something. I, I just, I'm, I'm just part in, and mostly out. I can just do some stuff. It says all things. You want to know what all means? All means all. All means all. Any, every, the whole, all manner of, and all means, always, and anyone, anywhere, daily, every day, every way, thoroughly, whatsoever, whole, and whatsoever, whosoever. It means all. 
I can do all things. I, I, we're going somewhere tonight, so stay with me as we look here. Can do. It's not difficult. We can do all things through God. Strength. Because he strengthens me. He empowers me. He enables me and increases my strength. He strengthens what? My weakness. He becomes my strength. What I do, I can do, can could not be done without his strength. What I do could not be done without his strength. I can't stand up here in my own strength and make any avenues into your heart. I can't pierce and I can't divide soul and spirit, join and morrow. That's the word of God. And the word of God must be anointed. And the anointing comes from the anointed one. And because the anointed one lives on the inside of me, I can preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can do the work of the kingdom of God. I believe it's time we pull the veil off the light and point him out for who he is. He's the one, the enemy of your soul in the kingdom of God. Let me tell you where the church has been trending for years. They become seeker sensitive instead of spirit sensitive. We come to the place where we don't see the power of God because it takes a level of commitment on the half of the people of God to see the power of God. God does not honor a faulty character. It takes character and calling and commitment of God. But when you step into that river that's flowing deep and rich and that current will carry you where you need to go. So we don't see the power. We don't see the results, the fear mongering begins to take place and then we veer away from the power of God because it's easier to get the crowds in with the popular message but it doesn't bring any transformation I'm not interested in your kids coming for coming sake I'm interested in your kids coming to raise up another generation of spirit feel God called tongue talking transform men and women of God that will carry on the kingdom of God I want every drunk every drug addict every lesbian every homosexual to walk in this house and experience the nature changing power of the presence of the living God I want to see the miracle working power of God in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord didn't save me in my cage to leave me in my cage. He saved me to get me out of that cage. Hmm. As we look to the word of God, we can do all things. His strength is all sufficient for what I need. If I can do it with my own strength, I would not have any need for his strength. I want you to hear that tonight. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But without his strength, folks, we're not going to get it done. There's a necessity for the strength of God. How do I know that? Because I just read it. If you could get it done with your intellect, ingenuity, with all your strength and power and might, then you wouldn't need Jesus. But let me tell you, we need Jesus. We need his occupation in our heart. We need his will, his way. As we look here, I want you to see the Apostle Paul has written this resume. And we, we, we talk about the, the strength of God. Immediately, my mind inherently just goes immediately to the, to the work of God. I mean, is anybody else? You just go right to the work of God. You think about God's work and his kingdom and his strength. But, but I just showed you there in 
the definition of I can do all things through his strength, it's, it's inclusive of, of not just the work of God, but every aspect of life. Would you agree with that? Every aspect of our life, we can draw from the strength of God. We can reach and draw from the strength of God. But what I have come to realize is that the only way the strength of God will operate in the full measure is I have to first acknowledge my need for it, and then I have to call for the strength of God. Would you agree with that? Think about it just a moment. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. When you get to the place where you don't have the strength to get the job done, don't fold up and quit on that moment. Whenever you get to the place and you don't have the strength, the endurance, you don't have the might, you're at the end of yourself, you've lapped the city seven times on that seventh day, and you don't have any more strength to see the stronghold come down, that's when you could give the holy shout and say, God, I need you now. And when you acknowledge the strength, the strength of God will come in your weakness and make you strong in the power of Jesus Christ. I've seen this happen in my own life on personal time and time and time again. When I call upon God, he shows up in that moment of need when I don't feel that I have any strength left in order to accomplish the task. One of the greatest challenges I had in my life is I had to do a memorial service for my very best friend growing up. He and I had entered into, uh, uh, we were kids and we ran and we did the same things and and, and we were just a couple of hellions. I told you about the house that I used to hang out at and, and the, get the laws called on us. It was his house we were hanging out at. Well, I started dating this Christian girl. She takes us to the church, and it's a Pentecostal church. And all of a sudden, I get saved and called into ministry. And now we vendor into marriage. And the whole time, I'm working on my buddy. I'm trying to get him into church, get him into church, get him into church, and he just wouldn't come. Pleaded with him, begged with him for years, just trying to get James, go, 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 go. James was just hard-headed, rebellious, and he wouldn't do it. Then we were pastoring in Arkansas, I get the call, James is dead. He drove into eternity. He drove, he and another man left a bar in the middle of the night, and they had a wreck. He is dead, the other guy's dead, the one, other one with him was near dead. So I go, and it was a non-typical service. It was the most bizarre thing. They had him cremated, and they were going to bury him with his brother. And I show up, and they said, don't preach him into hell. Well, I said, I can't preach him into heaven. And all of them, all of his family was gathered, and a bunch of our old friends we had a memorial service on the front porch of a house with his cremain sitting there, people sitting out in the yard, sitting on vehicles. My heart was so broken. I was so crushed because here's my childhood friend and I know where he's at. I've got an opportunity. And I didn't know if I had the strength to get it done. But the strength giver was in me to do something in the moment. And when I called out to him, he showed up. And he spoke his words to that crowd. 
through me so that they may have the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Let me say to you, when you are at your very lowest, don't fret over your weakness. Rejoice because that's when Jesus is the strongest in us. Because in our weakness, we are made strong. The Apostle Paul wrote this passage here in Philippi. But Paul gave his resume in 2 Corinthians 11, verses 22 through 29. Let me read this to you. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors more abundant in stripes above measure in prison more frequently and in deaths more often from the Jews five times I received 40 stripes save one three times I was beaten with rods once I was stoned three times I, I was shipwrecked and not in a day in the deep I, I have been not in a day I have been in the deep in journeys often in perils of water perils of robbers perils of my own countrymen in perils of the Gentiles in perils of the cities in perils of the wilderness in perils of the seas in perils among false brethren in weariness and in tool and sleepiness often and hunger and thirst and fasting often and cold and nakedness. Besides the other things I've come upon me daily, my deep concern for all of the churches. Let me say to you, when Paul wrote this passage in Philippi, and he said, I learned how to, I learned how to abound and how to be abased. I learned how to be full and hungry at the same time. He's not just talking about the strength of God coming to him whenever he was there to make proclamation. He's saying the strength of God is available for every child of God in every situation. If you will learn to draw from that power, you will discover when you're shipwrecked, he'll be your lifeboat. Amen? When you're hungry, he'll become your bread of life. When you've been beaten down. Not just once, not just twice, but five times. If you've been beat with rods and you've been stoned and left for dead, you know where the strength to get up and keep going comes from? It's not from you. It's the one living on the inside of you. It's his strength. Let me tell you, somebody throw a rock at me. If you spit on me, I'm going to have a hard time getting over it. But you throw a rock at me, there's nothing I hate more than getting hit in the head with a rock. I'd have a moment of a little bit of a, a bitterness try to get in my heart if somebody threw a rock at me. But they wouldn't just throw rocks at his head. They were throwing rocks to kill him. Thought he was dead. Laying out there. Yeah, he's dead. All right, well, I'm tired of throwing rocks. Let's go back to the house. He wakes up, shakes himself off, and he keeps going. Why? Because there's someone living on the inside of him, strengthening him. Oh, let me tell you, the same one that resided in Paul is the same one residing in you. If you're a child of God, I believe, folks, uh, that we have to come to the realization uh, and the knowledge and the understanding uh, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And I'm saying to you, God will give you the strength to get the ministry done, but he'll also give you the strength uh, to make it through the journey in every measure of perils. If somebody robs you, don't worry. God to give you the strength to be restored. 
Lord. If somebody kicks you, don't worry. God will take up your cause. You just keep going and shake it off because God will be your shelter. He'll be your covering. If you're thirsty, he will be your fountain of living water. If you're hungry, he'll be your bread of life. You can rest assured there's a strength that belongs to the children of God. And that strength is not from without, it's from within you and I. Now, Paul had also some challenges. He tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, he said, I'm the least of the apostles because I persecuted the church. Do you realize that Paul conceivably could have witnessed some of the families he had put to death. Think about it. He could have inevitably had some folks in the crowd whose brothers and sisters were still in prison because he brought the letters to put them in prison. I don't know if Stephen had a small family or an extended family. But I'm guessing somewhere in the journey, he could have conceivably crossed over, crossed paths with one of those family members and witnessed to them. Paul had some regrets in his heart for the things that he had done. He said, I'm the least of the apostles. But he said, by the grace of God, I just keep going, I keep doing. He says, not just me, it's the grace working on the inside of me. Let me tell you who will give you the strength to get through the regret is Jesus Christ. Let me tell you who will give you the uh, give you the oomph you need to get up and keep going after you've been beaten down is Jesus Christ. There is not uh, I don't always feel like I want to feel. I don't always uh, uh, feel the way that I think I should feel. But I don't trust my feelings. Because the word of the living God says the just are more importantly those who have been justified by the blood of Jesus Christ will live by faith and not by sight. We got to go by what we know, not by what we feel. And there's a world that doesn't want to receive the message we have, but it doesn't change the message. If you'll just keep preaching the message, the power of the message will penetrate the heart. It will convict. It will change. It will transform the person receiving it. But if we go by our feelings, we're going to shipwreck. We got to not go by what we feel. There are days where you may not feel. You got to walk in faith and just believe. Ephesians 3.20 says, now to him who is able, oh get this, He's not, just will, he's not just able, folks. He's willing. He who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all I could ask or think. I don't know about you, but I've got a big asker. I can ask for big things. The Lord showed me, and I still believe him, that our church is going to double in attendance in a year's time. Now we went, I told you, we went, a few of us went to Daniel Kalinda there a few weeks ago, and they were showing videos 
of the Crusades in Africa and around the world. Just the altar call was a million, two millions, three million. I thought, Lord, what's 450? That's nothing. You can take 120, turn it into 3,120, and do it overnight. Make any difference, but it's not a question just getting them here. We got to do something with them when they get here. That's where you come in. That's where we put our gifts and talents together, and we start discipling, we start moving, we start welcoming, we start counseling, we start we start raising up disciples, we start uh, standing up and letting them sit down. We start doing some things in the house of God. We start serving and committed to the service of God, uh, so that we can see the kingdom of God furthered. Uh, because I rest assured that this world cannot have too much longer to live uh, the way it's living, because God is coming. I love what Andrea shared not a few weeks ago. She said, you know why God shortened the time of man's lifespan? Because we found out when you leave them on earth long enough, they will destroy themselves. They will destroy themselves. Give them long enough, societies will turn to every debauchery under the sun and cause the wrath of God to fall down upon them. Jesus must come back soon or we're not going to have a help or hope. Just saying. But as we're looking here, he's able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all we could ask or even think, even imagine. I can imagine. I've only seen little snidbits of, of, of what God is capable of doing. I, I, I've only drank uh, uh, from that fountain just a little bit, but, but I've seen people line up outside of a church uh, for, for hours on end just to get in, to hear, and to feel the glory and the power of God. Uh, I have seen people shake uh, and get up uh, and be ever bit changed uh, by the power of God. Uh, I have seen lesbians come out of lesbianism, uh, and now they are Sunday school teachers. Now they are women of the year because of the work they're doing in the kingdom of God. I have seen alcoholics and drug addicts come into the house of God shake under the power of the Lord and get up and never take a drink, never run another needle, never do anything. I've seen millionaires sit next to former prostitutes. I have seen it and I want it and I want to see it more and it'll come by the power of the strength of almighty God to this house. So I can think big. I can imagine some big things. And him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all, all we could ask or think according, according power that works around us. According to the power that works in someone else. According to the power that works in us. It's working in us. Let me tell you, we've been asking God to intervene. He intervened 2,000 years ago. We're asking God to pour out the power. He poured out the power 2,000 years ago. We just step into the kingdom of God. When we step into the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God steps in us. 
And now the power is inside of us, inside of the church, inside of the, uh, inside of the saints of God, the ones that have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Jesus now lives inside your heart. We have taught this to our children from the, from the moment, uh, even before they begin to understand it. We would say, where does Jesus live? And they'd say, here, in my heart. But when the church fails to realize that the King of kings and the Lord of lords lives inside of your heart, then you fail to realize the power that is resident within you and so the strength that you're looking for is not going to fall down on top of you it's already in you all you got to do is call on that strength to say strength I need you now I need to overcome I need to forgive I need to forgive myself I need to forgive others I need to walk through this valley of death I need to shake off this grief I need to shake off this shame I can do all of this Lord God through the power that is already resonated on the inside of my heart. God, it's your strength. It's your strength that's already here. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I've told you before, Jesus Christ, and I didn't tell you, the Word tells you. Hebrews 7, 22. 7, 22. By so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. I told you the story of my grandmother, how that she co-signed for me to get money to establish my credit. Dave Ramsey refutes all that, says you don't need credit, but I thought I needed credit, so... <clears throat> she put her name down there and said, I'll be your surety, I'll be your co-signer. Why? Because my granny loves me and my granny, I asked her and she, she was going to pull my ears off if I didn't. So I was working in a little job in school and so she, she signed it and said, I'm going to co-sign for you. If I would have failed on that, that loan, she was responsible for it. She would have had to pay it. She had good credit. She would have done it. She did that because we were in relationship. She loved me, and she, she did that. But let me say to you, Jesus is our surety. And when we came in, we came in defaulted on all of our loans. We step into this world bankrupt bankrupt no way on earth to pay the debt that we owe no way can't get it done it's not going to happen the only way that the debt could be paid is a perfect sacrifice of man the first Adam came and he failed by his choice the second Adam came and he succeeded by his choice he offered himself a sacrifice. He became the one who not only co-signed, but he went to the eternal bank and he took care of all of our debt. So I don't have to work for my salvation anymore. My salvation is taken care of through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. He is my surety. And this is where the church needs to get to. 
the surety is not someone who lives outside of me. The surety lives within me. If the surety lives in me, that I can be like the surety that's here. If the surety lives in me, I can have what he tells me I can have. Some of you are chewing. That's all right. Keep chewing. Make sure that what I'm telling you is sound doctrine. I'm thankful that we have a denomination of cooperative fellowship. We don't call ourselves a denomination. But if we get off a of sound doctrine, guess what? We have, we have people that will step in. If I take you off a, 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 an unbeaten trail that leads the church into a ditch, you can make some calls and they can get you back on track. But what I'm telling you is truth. It is the Word of God. And the Word of God tells us that your surety is not someone who lives outside of you. Your surety is living inside your heart. The debt counselor, the one who cancels the debt, lives inside of me. The one who resurrected from the dead lives inside of me. The omniscient, all-knowing one is not the one who sits outside, but he lives on the inside of me. The holy one that walked a holy life, he is the one who brings forth the holiness because he lives on the inside of me. The lion tamer, the fire walker, the water walker, the one who raises the dead, the one who heals the blinded eyes and causes the deaf to hear and the lame to walk. He's not coming down. He's already come. And he lives on the inside of our heart. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think according to the power that's working on the inside of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ Almighty. He is already here. He is already resident inside of us. Jesus lives in the heart of every believer. Why don't we see more miracles? Because we do it in our own strength. We do it in our own might. God, I'm going to validate my flesh. I'm going to get the credit and you get the credit too. No, he gets all the credit. I'm going to willingly, wantingly lay whatever crown that I may have. I'm going to put it at his feet. Because I'm going to know how I got there. Because I know how I got here. And I know how I'm going to get there. It's because of Jesus Christ living on the inside of our hearts. Oh, church, I believe it's time we start walking in who he is. But I've got to acknowledge 
Lord Jesus, I trust you with all my heart. I don't trust my feelings. I don't trust my circumstance. I don't trust my knowledge. The older I get, the less I trust myself. But Lord, my trust is not in me. My trust is not in what I'm able to do. But Lord God, what you're able to do in me. Lord God, take my weakness and make it strength. Take, Lord God, the little words, Father, that float around in my cluster of my mind. And Lord God, string forth an anointed sentence that will penetrate the heart, change the mind, transform the lies that generation after generation after generation. I'm not just after you. I'm after your children. I'm after your children's children. I'm after every generation to follow till Jesus Christ pierced the eastern sky. It calls us all home. Why? Because I do not want to see you nor your children nor your children's children split hell open and be consumed by the darkness and the fire. I want to see the power of God like I've never seen him before. I want to see him move in this house. I want Jesus to walk in here and every devil in hell to shake and tremble. I want to see gorders and tumors and brain tumors fall off of people. I want to see the power of Jesus Christ where we can't even begin to open our mouth to speak against the body of Christ. But all we do is exhort the name of Jesus and value what he values and see the power of God. Jesus lives in you. Get that in your heart, church. Jesus lives in you. He goes where you go. He sees what you see. And if you need him, call on him. Call on him. Call on him and say, God, I need you. I don't know if I can stand and say the words that need to be said. God, I'm falling down on the inside. I can't tell you the number of times that I have stepped out knowing with all certainty I can't get it done. But he shows up every time. Every time. I'm telling you, God is so faithful. He is so faithful. He's faithful to deliver. He's faithful to set free. I don't want to compromise his truth. I want to walk in his truth and watch his truth change lives like never before. Oh, he's here. How do I know? Because you're here. There's children of God in this house. You can't be a child of God unless the Father is your Father. And you can't have him as your father unless Jesus Christ, his son, lives in your heart. I believe it's time we stop tapping into the arm of the flesh. It's time we stop. Every sinner in this city is welcome to this house to experience the transforming power of God. If you let your devils in your flesh rile up against to threaten somebody around you, we will take you down, take you out. you're welcome here because this is the best place people can be to see their lives changed by the power of Jesus Christ I'm going to ask you to do something tonight would you would you do something if you're physically able and if you're not I understand if I've just freaked you out to all in and you're just like I'm not going up there (laughs) 
Not me, not today. Would you stand and make your way to this altar right now? Just, just come and stand with me. Just come and stand with me. Just those of you that get up here first, just scoot you in a little bit. We're going we're gonna to close in prayer. Elwood got a, a bad report on his wife today. We're going to pray for her. Miss Eva Hagen is suffering in her body. She fell and broke her wrist and her shoulder, and they did therapy on the wrong shoulder, and now she's in a lot of pain. So we're going to pray for her. Before we do that, we're going to pray right now. There are those of you in this house, you have focused all of your attention on being healed. It, it consumes everything. It could be an emotional healing. It could be a physical healing, but it's a healing that you need. You've been walking in this brokenness long enough. You've been walking in this brokenness long enough. If Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, the healer is in your heart. He's already there. He's your surety. He's already paid it all. He's paid for your debt. He paid every bit of it. So right now, receive it. Just receive that healing that's already there. Father, in the name of Jesus, we receive that peace of mind. We receive, Lord God, that healing in the, in the body and in the spirit and that brokenness, Lord God. That, Lord, that if we feel, Lord God, that coming on us again, Lord God, to hinder, to stop, to thwart, to keep us from where we need to be, then, Lord, we're going to acknowledge you and we're going to reach out to you and we're going to believe, Lord God, that you have done it all. And, Lord God, your, your grace is more than sufficient, Lord God. It's available to us today. And that strength that we're looking for is already there. We just need to tap into it by calling upon our desperation in our need for you and Lord Jesus your strength is going to avail in the hearts of your children your strength is going to rise up Lord God the can do all things is going to rise up because of the strength that is resident Lord the exceeding abundant above all we could ask or think is Lord God operating working germinating moving Lord God it is transforming even as I speak it is penetrating Lord God the dark of people's hearts. Lord God, we will see attitudes change. We will see hearts change. We will see lives changed. Lord God, we will not accept, Lord God, Lord, a full delivery. We will not accept, Lord God, anything less than a complete total transformation of a soul. Lord God, we will stand our watch by the strength of God. We will hold up the hedge by the strength of God. We will see lives changed by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord Elwood's wife, in the name of the Lord, Lord God, touch her, touch him. Lord God, move on his behalf. Those that are suffering in their mind, those that are contemplating suicide, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I come against that spirit of suicide. You will stop your attack and they will come out as they surrender entirely Lord God to you Lord God we speak over Eva's body and every person in this house that is sick in body in the name of the Lord Jesus those that are suffering in their back right now Lord God they will be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus those Lord God that are waiting anticipating Lord God your results in the name of the Lord there's peace coming upon them Lord God there's peace coming upon them Lord God 
Father, we ask in your name that you would move. You would move, Lord God, and bring forth deliverance in this house. There's a mother praying for a son right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we declare that son to be free. You will come out of that prison house. You will come out of that perverseness. You will be transformed by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, today. We thank you, Lord, today. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I like feelings. Feelings are fine. I like to feel good. I like to, I like to walk in, a, in the knowledge of, of, of joy. And those, I, I love that. But don't trust your feelings. Trust what you know. And what you know is Jesus Christ lives in your heart. And when you get in that weak place, it may be unforgiveness, bitterness, it may be relational, regret, re shame, whatever it is. When you feel that come on you, say, uh-uh, not today. I got something you don't want. <laughs> it's the strength of God. And he lives in here. He's already paid my debts. You can't tell me about my, the debt I owe because it's already paid. You can't put that shame on me because I'm accepted in Christ. You're not going to put that hurt on me because I'm healed in Jesus. Oh, the whole world may reject me and you may hate me, but let me tell you, God loves me so much. He died for me and I'm alive today because of him. That's how you call on the name of Jesus. That's how. Would you pray with me one more prayer? There was a young man that was in our youth group in Archer City came to Jesus, filled with the Spirit, led his whole family into church, and married, has a beautiful baby, but they just had twins. How many weeks? 22 weeks. And uh, let's pray for these, these babies. Linda's, is Linda here tonight? Her grandbabies born along about the same time, and they were just handfuls, and now they're eight pounds and ten pounds. So but let's pray for these, for these babies. This is the Owens family. Would you pray with me as we close? And I, Father, in the name of Jesus, we, we plead your blood upon these children. And Lord, we pray today, Lord God, that peace would come over Lord Kayla and Lord God Ethan. And I just pray, Father, that your touch would be upon these children. And that, Lord, you would heal, Father God. And that, Lord, you would give them strength, Father God. And, Lord, they would grow, Father, just to stand the doctors and the nurses and the hospital staff. And, Lord, the family and the community. And, Lord, we just believe, God, for their protection today. And, Lord, as we go from this house, Lord, we, we pray, Father, stop this. Stop this killing virus, Lord God. Lord, stop this coronavirus, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We stand against that. Father, bring healing, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. We appreciate you. Amen. Saturday prayer, 714. Praise God. Friday night is the... Is the